You know New York, you need New York, you know you need unique New York, you know New York, you need New York, you know you need unique New York, you know New York, you need New York, you know you need unique New York. Did you understand that? Let's take a look at it. Alright, alright, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. I'm your wonderful host, Demion, and today I'm sitting somewhere in Winterville, in the front of a McDonald's location, sipping on a lukewarm coffee, but I'm enjoying myself. I thought today we'd do something a little light. You know, we've been hitting a couple of heavy topics here lately. So I figured a few uh, tongue twisters ought to get your uh, vocal muscles and mouth muscles and tongue percolating and all that good stuff. Get everything loosened up. They say tongue twisters are a good way for you to practice your speech, your pronunciation, to get your vowels, your syllables, all that together. So I'm going to go through a few tongue twisters here um, in today's episode. And I'll say it fast. Well, I'll say it slow. Then I'll say it at a native level. And then I'll see how fast I can say it. I'm not going to do too many. I'll do a few because I want you to be able to listen to them and practice along with it. Okay? So let's get into it. Before we get into that, I, um, <laughs> you know it was coming. Before we get into that, I just want to take a second, tell you all that I appreciate you. Glad you're rocking with me. I was coming back from Kinston. I rode out there this morning to run some errands for my mother. And, um, you know, it was a good little road. Had a nice little stretch of music going on. And just enjoying the serenity, you know, the tranquility of being on the road. You know, there's nothing like just taking a nice long drive 30, 40 miles out. Clearing your head, listening to some tunes, just being in your own space. The calm. The calm away from the chaos. But that's why I said today we're going to do some tongue twisters. So that tongue twister I said in the beginning, the very beginning of the podcast, was... Let me see if I can find it again. Mm, While I'm looking for it, make sure you got your coffee, you know, so you can get that customary in. I'm already, I'm already halfway into mine, but let's see. Okay, so this tongue twister, what I said in the beginning was, you know New York, you need New York, you know you need unique New York. Now, there's a lot of nin 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 in there, right? You know New York, you need New York, you know you need unique New York, right? So how does it sound when a native reads it? You know New York, you need New York, you know you need, yeah, see, even we make mistakes. You know New York, you need New York, you know you need unique New York, you know New York, you need New York, you know you need unique New York, you know New York, you need New York, you know you need unique New York. See? So, I mean, it's something you can practice with, something you can play around with, and if you don't get it on the first try, doesn't matter because you may get it on the first try, the sixth try you don't. But it's a good, it's a good exercise to keep the tongue wiggling, keep everything loose and agile as you speak this wonderful language of English. Let's see here. Uh, pre-shrunk silk shirts. Ooh, that's a good one. They want you to say that one three times. Pre-shrunk silk shirts. Pre-shrunk silk shirts. Pre-shrunk silk shirts. Three times is about all you can handle that one. So that one is pre-shrunk silk shirts. 
pre-shrunk silk shirts. Uh, let's see. Ed had edited it. 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 So if you were in a conversation with someone and they were sitting there talking to you going, um, yeah, did you get that uh, videotape, you know, squared away for me? Oh, yeah, Ed had edited it. That's how it would sound in a conversation. You know, if you're just talking to somebody. And if you're not, if you're not uh, privy, privy to those sounds moving at that rate, that close together, it could be a little confusing. Ed had edited it. Uh, let's see. What else do they have up here? Four fine fresh fish for you. Four fine fresh fish for you. That's easy enough. Four fine fresh fish for you. You go to your local butcher or, I don't know, your fish market or whatever, and you order some fish, and he says, oh, but we do have four fine fresh fish for you. Give it some context. Okay, another one. So this is the sushi chef. <laughs> that sounds funny. So this is the sushi chef. So if you're in a restaurant, and you're in there with your, your buddy Fujimoto, and you're sitting there kicking back a couple brewskis or whatever, and um, somebody else walks in, let's say Janice, one of your friends comes in, you know, from work, your colleague, and you're sitting back there with the chef, and she's like, uh, oh, this food is good. She's like, who made this? And you're like, hold on. So this is the sushi chef, Fujimoto, I was telling you about. He's got all the uh, culinary masterpieces laid out in front of us. Snap, crackle, pop. Oh, that's, 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 that's not even a freaking tongue twister. Snap, crackle, pop, that's, that's nothing. Uh, let's see. Um, if a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? Easy enough. If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? For a native, that one's not that challenging, but... If you're finding it a little difficult, then that might be one to practice with. If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? Uh, let's see, let's see. Susie works in the Susie works in the shoe shine shop. Where she shines, she sits, and where she sits, she shines. Now this one could be fun. This one could be fun. Let's see. Susie works in the shoe shine shop. Where she shines, she sits. And where she sits, she shines. Susie works in the shoe shine shop. Where she shines, she sits. And where she sits, she shines. All right, one more, one more, one more. Susie works in the shoe shine shop. Where she shines, she sits. And where she sits, she shines. I think what's getting in the way of that one with me is my tongue ring. Because, you know, if you have a tongue ring, has extra weight. I'm not making excuses. Don't think I'm making excuses. But... If you were to uh, read it at a native speed, it would go like this. Susie works in a shoe shine shop. Where she shines, she sits. And where she sits, she shines. So you're going to have to um, open the corners of your mouth a little bit with that one just to make sure you get the full pronunciation of the word. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of sh 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 in that one. Let's see. Another one. Another one. How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? That sounds like it should be in a rap song. How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? <laughs> Slowly. How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? 
Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see if we can find anything else. Six sticky skeletons. They want you to say that one three times. Six sticky skeletons, six sticky skeletons, six sticky skeletons. Not too tough. Dun, 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 dun. Which witch is which? Which witch is which? Okay, let's give this one some context. Which witch is which? Uh, maybe you already can decipher that one. But if you couldn't, context. So let's say you're walking, um, I don't know, in one of these old cities, one of these 1848 vintage cities, and they're having a Salem witch trials, right? They're having a Salem witch trials. So they think someone's out there doing black magic, putting curses and hexes on people, causing the chickens to be born head first instead of in an egg or something out of a goat. And, you know, they got three women lined up and they're ready to hang all three of them you know supposed to be witches you know we know there's no witches but you know some people back in the day before common sense prevailed they thought witches and stuff were rolling around so if you were the executioner you would walk up to this situation you know the scaffold or wherever they have the gallows where they get ready to hang them and you say uh okay so which witch is which right which one are you going to hang first which witch is which that one's simple um Willie's really weary. <laughs> Willie's really weary. Weary. Oh, he's weary. He's getting ready to fall out. You know, woozy, sad, and weak. You know, just orchard slobby, right? So, this would be a weak individual. Willie's really weary. So, they want you to say that one fast. Willie's really weary. Willie's really weary. Willie's really weary. Uh, near an ear, a nearer ear, a nearly eerie ear. Well, that's good. Near an ear, a nearer ear, a nearly eerie ear. <laughs> Does that even sound like English at this point? Near an ear, a nearer ear, a nearly eerie ear. So let's say it in normal speed. Near an ear, a nearer ear, a nearly eerie ear right? Thank God we don't talk like that, right? I could imagine this would be a challenge if that's how we were talking. If we were sitting here going, hey, Steve, how's it going? You say, fine. And we say, near an ear, a nearer ear, a nearly eerie ear. Eddie edited it. Willie's really reary. would be like, who and what planet are you from? Because the, the, the syllables are just bouncing off of each other. Um, but these are little exercises and things you can do, you know, just to practice um, I'm gonna keep this one short. You know, I just wanted to give you something a little light, something to practice, so you can listen and then be interactive with it. You can work on your pronunciation, even if you have mastery of the English language. I mean, as you see, a native can still trip, fumble with some of these, but um, doesn't take much to get back on them once you have the sounds down. So that's a little fun for you. As always, be safe, and I'll see you in the next one.